are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. The service tonight has been such a blessing to me. I love that music. I tell you, it is great. When we get back in the auditorium, I want all four of those specials to sing when we're back. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, we're back in the auditorium. It is going to be a marathon of marathon service. We, uh, it, it's going to be wonderful. We're going to sing and sing and sing and hear specials and hear the choir. And uh, what, a, what a time it's going to be. I want to remind everybody tonight that uh, I love you dearly and I appreciate you. What a great crowd uh, here this evening. And uh, thank you for this morning. It was um, enjoyable preaching the Word of God. And I believe that that is the direction that our church needs to go these days and uh, this battle that we continue to face. Uh, we're in a war in this country of ours. There's a spiritual war. And I hope that, that we'll pray every single day. America, we never ever dreamed when we began January 1st, we would be in this moment in America. Never dreamed the 45 years I've been here that we'd be shut out of a church one week, let alone 27. And I want you to know that God is still on the throne. And I hope and pray that you'll work with me uh, to just believe God that he can get the church open again. We cannot, we cannot uh, survive uh, this war with this virus without the church, without Christ, without God's people. And so I hope that you'll stay in it. Tonight, I want to say quickly to the parking lot attendants in the army this morning, I kept asking somebody to do something and nobody was even looking at me. Well, duh! They don't have radios to hear what you were hearing. You heard it, I heard it. They had other transmitters for the parking lot. And so, fellas, I am so sorry if someone pointed that out, but thank you for getting those out. I do want you to know that tonight, when you leave young people, uh, I guess about third grade above, I've asked you to take notes, and a lot of times in church we don't do that. What if we can get everybody in the vehicles, by the way, not in the back of vehicles or the trucks, the van. I, I promised the state or the county would do that. So let's get everybody in the vehicle. I'm so sorry. I didn't say that this morning. You did not know. But tonight when you leave, you'll be able to deposit these here. And then also preschool through second grade, you have the coloring sheets. In a moment when I began to preach, you can go ahead and color. Leave those. Put your name on it. And uh, we have, um, I'll get more than this next time, but I, I learned something. A little girl saw what we're going to give you tonight called Pocky. Is that what this is called? I've never heard it in my life. There's 15 in here, chocolate-covered cookies. And um, I, that Dad said, she knows what that is, four-year-old girl. Oh, that's a Pocky. So whatever a Pocky is, we'll get it. But 
We'll get enormous more. Just the last minute yesterday, I told the fellows to get this. I appreciate them. Friends that have been helping us with these fines, you'll never know worldwide, nationwide, what a joy you've been to us. I don't know what the next battle's gonna be. The next battle, this one's God's. They're all God's. <clears throat> But the next one is we just may have to stay and stand to be stoned. I don't know. There may be a, a call for help again, but I want to say to all those that are sending in funds nationwide, I'd like you to keep them now. I, uh, I'm so appreciative. You'll never know how humbling it is, these gifts that are coming in. But uh, as far as we know, we're going to settle with the county everything this week and get everything taken care of on their behalf, our behalf. I want you folks to also understand that have sent my wife and I money personally. I hope you're not offended. I've written you letters. I've included your check that you sent to us back to you. I don't know a preacher that doesn't need money. It's amazing what, uh, what it takes just if you're going to live for God and give. You always have needs. But before this started, before a dime came in, I covenanted with God that we would not make money personally off of this, this issue. And some of you that sent money to us, I think of a church on the East Coast and he sent us personally $500. We could have used that. And other folks, but I hope you understand are not frustrated with me uh, that we sent that back with the letter. I hope my letter of gratitude expresses that. You know, I want you to pray every day this week. Maybe you could fast a meal a day. It's a lot. Maybe two meals a day. Maybe a full day. Maybe from six at night to six the next night. Maybe one meal a week. If you have a medical condition, you probably, you better check with your doctor. Mark chapter 8 says, This kind, the miraculous kind, cometh about by prayer and fasting. I don't believe it's God's will for us to stay out here in this wilderness indefinitely. I believe it's God's will to get back in a building we're still paying the mortgage on. But until that time, I'm going to try to do my best to enjoy the journey that God has given us. I want to tell you before I preach, I'll tell you what I missed these last 27 weeks, six months, and one Sunday. I missed standing out there in the circular driveway for nearly an hour before Sunday school. I missed shaking your hand. I miss Sunday school. My wife and I have a young couples class. I miss it so badly. I, I miss, I miss so much that auditorium and all that takes place. And I miss going to the back door for 44 years, now 45, on Sunday morning, there to shake your hand. It's an amazing thing. For 45, 44 plus years, when we stopped, I shook every person's hand. I shook people's hands with AIDS. I never got AIDS. 
I never shake the next person's hand. I wash my hand. I shook hands with people that were sick. I never got sick myself. I miss going to the door. I shook hands with homeless, with drunkards, and with drug addicts at that door. Thank God for that privilege. I'm looking forward to going back to the door and shaking hands with people. I miss Sunday night. If you've been around here like the time on the old building and this building, you know on both properties, Sunday night after preaching, I always come on those steps. I think there's about eight steps to our platform. I'd sit on those steps and the children would come by and I'd talk to them and have fellowship with them, the little kids. I missed the little kids walking by on their way to Wiggle Worms during the platform on the platform. But this too shall pass. I love you folks so much. And I pray that God will cause all of us to realize that it will pass. And I want you to know that I, like you, you're probably going to have some ups and downs. Uh, you're going to have some days, maybe until it opens up, where, God, are you listening? You're going to have some great moments of great faith, and you have some moments of great fear. But I think that all of us, especially me, should guard our words while we're going through this wilderness. The words that we say to one another, the words that we say uh, even to God, don't charge God foolishly. I trust that the Lord will tell you how much I love you, how disappointed I am for you, but I also know, as Brother Cooper said so ably tonight, it was wonderful. We're going to have to enjoy this wilderness experience. Because the promised land is coming. And I know that. I want to bow for prayer and begin with you tonight from the Word of God. Brother Bertram read a rather sobering text of what it's going to be like in the last days. And tonight I want to begin with you a series of messages on God's prophetic calendar. God has a prophetic calendar. God knows exactly how soon we're going to go see him. I would hope my prayer tonight would be because I want to see him. Even so, Lord Jesus, come. I hope I'm not wanting to go see Jesus just to get out of troubles and trials and sadness and heartaches that we experience on the pathway of life. There are bright days coming if he tarries. There's days of joy coming if he tarries in his coming. And so I'd like to pray, and then I'd like to look at some scripture with you tonight. Our Father, I love these people so very much. I pray I'd not disappoint them or fail them during this time of testing. I pray that you'd allow me, my wife, our family, the staff, the deacons, the leadership to be strong in the Lord. I pray that we would War a good fight. And I pray that we would bring honor to your name. Now, Lord, we believe you're coming again. Your coming is nigh. We know that. 
may we be ready if that rapture would take place tonight. For it's in Jesus' name and for his sake I pray. Amen. God gives us a prophetic calendar. In that prophetic calendar, he lays out for us the events that take place. The next event on God's prophetic calendar is the rapture of the church where he will snatch us away and will go to heaven. Perhaps tonight, Jesus Christ will come again. Perhaps tonight, this is your last night to hear a gospel message that ye must be born again. Perhaps tonight, if Jesus comes, perhaps before the end of the service, you'll be left in your car and the other cars that know Christ as Savior will be left in the lot and you'll be here for the what is called the great tribulation. Are you saved? I'm talking about this crowd here tonight. I'm talking about the crowd worldwide that's watching. Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Can you imagine what it might be? Two lying in bed, the one taken, the other left. Two in the field, one taken, and another left. Matthew 25, are you ready for Jesus come again? I wonder tonight, will you be left behind? I wonder if someone would have a key to that building, and next Sunday you'd open it up, and you find out there's just a handful that's in that church because the church called North Valley Baptist Church, they were saved, they're raptured, they're gone. After the rapture is the great tribulation. We'll see that more in the weeks to follow. And then after the tribulation and in the tribulation, in heaven the marriage supper of the Lamb, and of course the, the judgment seat of Christ to receive those things done in the body whether good or evil. The rewards that God will give out, there are five. On this planet Earth, there'll be a, a, a war and tribulation and pain and death and suffering like this world has never experienced. It all culminate with the, the, uh, with the, uh, the, the uh, battle of Armageddon when the countries of the world will all come to that valley of Megiddo They'll come with their soldiers from China. They'll come, the Bible says, Ezekiel 38, from Russia. They'll come from the Mediterranean. And there'll be a bloodbath like this world has never seen. And they'll be battling against Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. What an awful day it's going to be. We'll have the millennial reign of Christ. What a day that'll be. But I want you to know the next appointed event is the rapture. That's why I don't understand COVID. Because if we are living, and I'm speaking tonight on the last days, if these are the last days, I still believe, I've been saying it for several years in that auditorium, that God is going to sweep one more time with a great revival with the people of God so that we can go out and reach the world for Jesus Christ. Because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. No, God does not want to send people to hell, and he won't. We will send ourselves there by rejecting the love of Christ. This is the day of grace. 
For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus wants you to be saved. If you're in these cars tonight, may perhaps even a member of this church, and you're not born again, please, at the invitation, stay behind. Let someone show you tonight. Oh, I could tell you as a boy, I can recall when I got saved, 1956, when I still had this old, old, mean old heart. I was so prideful and selfish and disobedient. But I wanted to be right. I battled this old flesh as a child. I battled getting upset and angry with my sisters. I can remember as a boy lying in bed in that room by myself and confessing to God, even as a child, probably seven, eight, nine years of age, saying, God, I did it wrong again today. I got so mad. I got so this. I got so that. I was so wicked in my heart, even though I was saved. I'd lay in bed and I'd say, Lord, if I did not mean it when I was five, I mean it today. I want tonight to get saved. I don't want the rapture to come. I had an awareness that he was coming again. Gladly, years later, I was able to get that thing settled, not by getting saved again. I knew I was saved. My heart would condemn me, however, with my sin. Tonight, if you know not Jesus Christ, you must be born again. When I was a high schooler, we'd sing this song. Just a little longer, and the trump of God shall sound. Just a little longer, we'll all be glory bound. Look away to Jesus, your redemption draweth nigh. Just a little longer, we're going to meet him in the sky. My message tonight comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3. If you would turn there, please. 2 Timothy 3. I see there are cars. I'm noticing you're around the corner there. You can't see me. I just can see some mirrors, and I don't know how many are out of distance. But I appreciate you. We have more equipment ordered to, if there's any cracking, I think most of the sound on your radio is fine, but we've got some other areas. We're gonna uh, put some of these transmitters and be able to help you with all that. I want you to see tonight, the Bible says this though also, chapter three, verse one, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous is savage times. It's times that are dangerous times. We are living in dangerous times, savage times. And it begins to explain what's going to happen. All of these that we see deal with an individual person. It deals with man, how wicked man's heart is in the last days. How in the world can we see some of these things uh, Young 35-year-old police officer in North Carolina yesterday went to a door and a man pulled a gun and shot him in the face, leaving him with two children without a daddy tonight. I don't know how people can be so vicious, murder one another. I don't know how politicians can laud some of the killings that are taking place between this group and this group on our streets 
and congratulate the one that kills another. That is lawlessness. That is godlessness. That is wickedness at its height. I can't understand our governor who when the 397 fires began, all but just a handful, were all begun by lightning. And he said, this is proof that climate change is in charge. Climate change is not in charge. God's in charge. Lightning, Job tells us, is from the hand of God. When God speaks, he'll speak through fire. He'll speak through flood. He'll speak through earthquakes. And when God speaks, the lightning comes from above. And when God sees the wickedness of man, we had over 300 fires, almost 400, because God said enough's enough. The governor of, of Washington, his state's on fire. And he said, this is not God's doing. Sir, your state, Oregon, wake up. Half of your state is burning. And yet you allow people's lawlessness to take over cities and burn your cities for over 100 days. We've got problems, ladies. They're savage times. They're savage times. There's no awesome last days. Savage, perilous times shall come. One, I want you to see it. Men will be lovers of themselves. They love their titles. They love their degrees. They love their intelligence. They love their party life. It's all about me. Secondly, if you're taking notes, kids, they'll be covetous. Covetous. Hunger for more. I'm going to have more. I need more. We live in a country where we have everything, and yet we still want more. Notice what he says, third, boasters. A boaster is one who exalts himself and will stir up strife if he has to, to exalt himself. I'm right, you're wrong, I'm in charge, you listen to me, oh no friend, that's not the Christian way. Their pride, number four, arrogance. No decision in life ought to ever be made from pride. They're blasphemous. What is blasphemy? Evil speaking of one another. That's why I'm so grateful I don't know how to use a computer because I'm not going on the sites that slam God's people. I won't take one second to watch what they're slamming another preacher or a gospel preacher. I've learned in the last several weeks with just the news media how much downright they can absolutely lie, not even get near the truth. I want you to know that number six, in the last savage days, people will be disappointed, disobedient to parents. I'm not suggesting your mother and dad are perfect. You have no right to honor thy father, thy mother. For this is right this talking back to your mother. Stop this talking back to your father. Children, hey. number seven, unthankful. Back to gratitude. I know 
from sea to sea. But I'll tell you what, that flag that's right down here, I America. I America tonight. Is this on? I'm so sorry. And these men and back there, I don't know how up on the I don't know how you're doing so well, but it's just gonna happen that way till we get this under control. Everybody, we're back on, everyone. The Bible goes on to say, number six, consequences of their recklessness and their rashness. They're headstrong. Headstrong. Are you getting the idea that it's all about me? What, what, what I am, my problem with me? As I look at some faces I can see, and I can, for some reason, see more tonight than I could this morning. Perhaps the sun or something was different, but I see wonderful people. But I look at this text and I see Jack Treber if he's not careful. I can be some of these things. I'm certain you can too. High-minded, lofty in their thoughts and themselves. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Life does not revolve around play, party, fun. And then notice what he says having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. That's the last day. And in the last day, one day, God's going to send to His Son, Son, go bring my children home. They're living in an environment. There is 19 sins mentioned there. They're godless. They're wicked. I want to rescue him out of that place. Maybe today my Lord will comfort me. Maybe today my Savior I shall see. A father and his daughter, little girl, I don't remember, but I want to say eight or nine. They were both very well good swimmers. They went out to the Atlantic Ocean one day many years ago, actually many decades ago, to swim. As they were swimming, Dad noticed all of a sudden that the tide was taking them out. He realized they were in trouble. He swam over to his little daughter and said, Honey, we're drifting out into the ocean, and I must, we're okay, we're, we're okay, and we must, we must get some help. Uh, honey, Daddy's going to swim back to shore and get help. But Daddy's taught you how to float. So could you just turn over on your back and let me watch you float? Now, honey, you'll be fine. Don't have to worry. Don't have to fret. Because I want to tell you something, sweetheart. Daddy's coming back for you. I'm coming again. You know, he swam to shore. They got help. The rescue boats got there. And when they arrived, those in the boat said, Honey, it's been four hours. It's been four hours. How in the world did you make it? And she said, Very easy. Daddy said, He's coming again. And he came and picked up his daughter, and they got 
her rep was rescued that day. Our Heavenly Father is going to send His Jesus. Son, go get my children. The rapture of the church. Oh, oh, what a day that will be. Turn with me quickly in closing. Would you go over to the book of Matthew chapter 25? We began in 24. Matthew 24, where we were today. Let's go start there and we'll go to 25 and wrap it up. As you're turning there, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the trump, and the trump shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet them in the air. Therefore shall we ever be with the Lord. I've been so burdened for this parking lot tonight. I know you're the best people in the world. And I wonder, son or daughter, without scaring you, if you've asked Christ to save you, you're saved. But if you're not assured of that, or wife or husband, children, tonight, would you ask your daddy, daddy, show me how to be born again. Mother, show me how to be born again. I was saved on a Sunday night in church. Oh, you know all about that story. I didn't know this until about five or six or seven years ago. My twin sister was in the back seat of the car. My brother-in-law was driving. I was in the passenger seat. She was in the back, and he was driving us to a service at his great church, Gethsemane Baptist Church, which now one of our graduates, Brother Eli Reynolds, pastors, his wife, Faith, they're serving God in Long Beach. She said, Jack, I know when you got saved, you remember my salvation? I said, no, I don't. She said, I saw you get saved that night. I was so troubled in my heart. When I got home, I went to mother and dad and said, Mom, I saw Jack got saved. Her name is Jill. We're twins, Jack and Jill. It's cute when you're three and four and five and six and ten. It's weird when you're 95, 96, 97, my age. My sister said, I want to get saved. She said, Mother said to her, Jill, I want you to think about it a while. We just don't want you getting saved because Jack got saved. She said, no, no, I can't go another night. She might be watching Tennessee tonight. I'm so glad that night she got saved. I'm glad that my sisters both are saved. I'm glad my brother-in-laws are saved on both sides. All my sister-in-laws are saved. As far as we know, all the nieces and nephews saved. Our grandkids, all but three, are saved. Three little girls that still need to come to awareness of salvation. I'm glad my mother and father are up in heaven because they're saved. I'm glad my precious mother-in-law, October 4th, and it'd be 50 years that she went to go see the Savior as a 45-year-old mother. I'm glad my precious father-in-law on June 28th of this year, 2020, passed away and went into the presence of God Almighty. They were saved. Are you saved? If you're saved and you know what we sing, say amen. Here in the book of Matthew,
And this is not where I was going to close. I'm planning on closing and going back to 2 Timothy, but I think I've about preached enough. But I want you to see in the book of Matthew, verse number 33, a little further than where Brother Bertram read, so likewise, when you see all these things, what things? Well, those earthquakes he was talking about, and nation against nation, and pestilence, which is viruses and disease. When you begin to see all these things, know that is near even at the door. For the day of the hour knoweth no man. Verse number 36. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father. But as in the days of Noah were, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. For the days that were before the flood, they were eating. Sounds like Second Timothy 3, where we've been reading. Drinking, marrying, giving in marriage unto the day. They were having a time of their life without God. And this nation tonight is having the time of their life. But they need God tonight. My Bible goes on. Verse number 39, and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall be the coming of the Son of Man be. There shall be two in the field. One shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. One shall be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour the Lord cometh. We get to chapter number 25, and it begins to tell them even more that Jesus is coming again. I read the account of a girl many years ago, a teenager. This may have happened 50 years ago. That girl had a great amount of Christian friends. They all went to the same church. That girl would not go. She was lost. They were friends with that girl. They went to school with that girl. One night years ago, like families used to be able to do, they had a girls' slumber party. That night at the slumber party, before they went to bed, they stayed up and they had talked and they played games and they ate food. Those girls were so burdened for their friend who was lost. They began to talk about salvation. And she somewhat scoffed it. They continued their discussion and it went to the subject of the rapture of the church. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. And the Bible went on to speak about the fact that Jesus was going to come again. The girls that night said, that text I read, two shall be at the mill, one taken, the other left. She went to bed that night somewhat scoffing what she heard, but never said it out loud. These girls are crazy. They're my friends, but it's crazy what they're saying. It's unbelievable they believe that Jesus is going to come and pick up these people and take them to heaven. She slept through the night, tossed and turned, but she did sleep. The next morning, the room that had beds and the girl that was in the same bed with her sleeping and the other girls, she awakened and realized they were all gone. It somewhat troubled her heart. Where are they? I didn't even hear them get up. 
I didn't hear them get ready. They're gone. She ran out to the kitchen. No one there. She began to ponder, Brother Cooper, the things that they had heard the night before about the rapture of the church when Jesus was going to take Christians home and people would be left behind. She ran throughout the entire house, and it was completely empty. But she didn't realize, as she went outside, having to look for those girls, she saw none of those girls outside. She didn't realize the girls had gone into a barn and were on their knees and praying for the salvation of that girl. She was so troubled that she was lost and on her way to hell. And she knew it. And she realized there must have been the rapture. And those girls must have left. And there she was on that farm by herself, alone. No one in the house. No one in the yard. Frantically, she went to the barn and opened it up. And she heard her name being called before God. And those girls were weeping. Oh, whatever her name was, God, save her. Save her soul so she won't be left behind. May I tell you something? That girl that day said, I believe, like Brother Poussin said when he got saved, I believe I want to trust Jesus Christ as my Savior. Jesus is coming again. Tonight I had planned to take you to the latter part of where we were in 1 Thessalonians, where the Bible says that, that this man, Timothy, who Paul's writing to about these last days, and as a child that's known the Holy Scriptures. Every child deserves to have a church with Sunday school where they can learn the Holy Scriptures. Secondly, he said, Timothy, you learned the Scriptures. You learned them as a child. Your mother and grandmother taught you the Scriptures. I want us to take this night as a pivot night. Let's get back to family devotions. And family Bible time. I know your lives are so busy. Your kids are not playing like they used to. I long for the day of Zechariah. When in that millennium, children will be playing, the Bible says, in the streets. I don't know when I've heard a child laugh in our area in the last 27 weeks, quite frankly. The Bible said that Paul said, Timothy, you don't have to worry about those last days. Because when they come upon you, you'll be raptured. Because as a child, you learned the scriptures. And he said, secondly, those scriptures made you wise. You had discernment. And thirdly, it led you to salvation, Jesus Christ. And you were able to be born again. Tonight, if you're a Christian this evening, if you have believed on Jesus Christ and you're born again, but there's a quarrel in your heart with another Christian. You need to get it right tonight. If there's a hurt that you have created or caused, you need to get it right tonight. Is there a debt that you need to pay? Then settle the debt tonight. Is there a sin that needs to be confessed? Then I'd say this evening, confess it tonight. I've been singing this song written in 1913. The young lady that wrote it was a gifted pianist and singer. 
She married a gifted lawyer, but they both were lost. They went to hear D.L. Moody preach, consequently enrolled in one of his D.L. Moody Bible classes. Their teacher that day was William Newell. William Newell became a great Bible doctrines and Bible teacher at the old Moody Bible Institute. Those two kids, young couple, realized that she was a singer and gifted pianist, and he was a great lawyer as a young man. They were not saved. Newell led him to Christ, and she wrote this song, Lift Up Your Heads, Pilgrims Are Weary, Sea Days Approach, Now Crimson the Tide. Night shadows flee, and your beloved, awaiting with longing, at last draweth nigh. The chorus says, He is coming again. He is coming again. This very same Jesus, rejected of men, He is coming again. He is coming again. With power and great glory, he is coming again. Are you ready? Are you really truly ready? Do you know the Lord? Because just a little while, the trump of God's going to sound. And just a little longer, we'll all be glory bound. Look away to Jesus, your redemption draweth nigh. Just a little longer, we'll meet him in the sky. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us so very much. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross. I believe that there would have to be someone or several someones in this room, in this, in this parking lot tonight, that know not Jesus Christ as a Savior. I'd have to believe that there'd be some tonight, perhaps, that would go to bed tonight and their family's saved, but they're lost. Please, dear God, trouble their soul trouble their soul I pray for those that are watching worldwide I pray for those that are watching to try to catch us saying something in this pulpit they could use against us I pray for those in the media that are watching I pray for politicians that are watching I pray for those that are attorneys all over the nation that might be watching oh dear God may they realize that all of us have an appointment with death and there will also be the rapture and will go by way of death to a place called heaven or a place called hell. And we'll go by way of rapture to a place called heaven if we know Jesus Christ. And for those that are left behind, there'll be seven years of great pain and great anguish and war with the Antichrist and then with God Almighty. God, wake us up. Save the unsaved. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I know you're in the car there, but if you're without Jesus Christ, would you pray right now and confess to God, I am a sinner. I am a sinner to God. I sin because of the fact I was born a sinner. It's natural with me. And dear God, because I'm a sinner, I'm on my way to hell. But on this night in September 2020, on the parking lot, on this night, I'm coming to trust Jesus Christ in my car as my personal Savior. I ask you, God, to save me. 
forgive me my sin and allow me to become a child of God. And please, dear God, write my name in the book of life. Tonight, you can be saved. Perhaps you just prayed that. I'll not embarrass anyone. We cannot walk an aisle. But I can see all of this parking lots that I'm looking at. If you just were asked, asked Christ to save you, I wonder if you could flash those lights at me. I prayed the sinner's prayer. I got saved right now, Pastor. Would you flash those lights? I just prayed and asked Christ to be my Savior. Lord, it's a very unusual invitation. May each of us be aware of the fact that the rapture is the next event. Bless these dear people. May they not be weary with this situation that we find ourselves. Lord, it is my prayer that you'd open up our church again real soon. Thank you for what you're going to do. We love you, Lord. We trust you. And we give the battle over to thee because we claim the battle is the Lord's. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. All God's people said... I believe our governor every Tuesday, I believe it's at noon, I might be wrong in the time. He gives us an update. I want you to pray that there'd be some good news this coming Sunday, this coming Tuesday. In addition, on the 22nd, which is a week from Tuesday, we're supposed to move into another tier. You know that last week, or two weeks ago now, perhaps, I don't remember the date, he moved us in this valley from what they call a purple area, which is the highest degree of shutdown about that you can have. That's why churches are still shut down and schools are shut down. But he moved us from purple to red. In moving it, many things have opened up but not the schools and not the churches, not the movie houses. But I want you to know we're praying God only moves us quickly, perhaps this week, into the red. I believe the next color after that next week is orange. Pray that we can move into the orange. We want to, even before this month is over, see our Christian school opened up. And all God's people said, We want to at least have a partial opening of the college this month that we can begin to train. We're online in all these schools, and God bless you teachers, and God bless you parents. God bless you students that are studying for the ministry around the globe. But we need the schools open. And then we need, above all, to get our church house opened again. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.